It, it, it's a great day. Beautiful weather. We're excited to be here. want to say hello to everyone that's online. And we've been in a parenting series for, I think this will be week number five. It feels like uh, week number five. And there's a message we started in the book of Colossians when we really started to look at what, what it is to uh, celebrate parenting and parenthood. And we tried to open up kind of the view of a parenting series because, you know, I'm looking, I see kind of our students set over here. There's some some young people over here, some couples that don't have kids. There's some people that's like, I'm never having kids. This series has nothing for me. It does. Everyone on some level has something that God needs to help you just deal with, maybe heal, maybe even to come to a place of thankfulness because we've all been a child, whether it was great or not, and deeply embedded in our parent story. We all have a parent story. Is is going to be how we connect with God. They're going to be closely related. How How can you perceive of a loving father in heaven if you've never known one? How can you and so this parenting series, I really wanted to end it on Mother's Day but, and make it a part of it as we celebrate motherhood. Uh, I, w- I wanted this to be a part of the parenting series. And Jennifer, she delivered a message about about two weeks ago. Uh, she was called to speak at a conference called the Renew Conference. It's a discipleship conference for churches that are just on fire about mentorship and life on life and evangelism through personal discipleship. And uh, Jennifer was called to speak at that conference. And so she'd been working on a message. And it's, it's fun to work on I, a message for like a while. I got to work I on know. it for a while. <laughs> and, you know, she we would talk about it. And I, as soon as she started doing uh, this text, I, I told her, I said, you're, it's great that you're going to go and do that at this conference, but you're going to do this message for our Actually, church. Actually, I think you said you're jealous because you wanted to preach I the did. sermon that I wrote. I loved it. I'm like, man, that is so good. He's going to try to preach the sermon that I wrote I today. had a heart for it <laughs> immediately, Jen. I love it. Because uh, we share. We share study and scripture together, so it's pretty fun to co-teach together. I think that's one of our, if I could extend anything from this series, it's our last time doing it for this series. It's been fun teaching with you. And one thing you forgot to mention is that we have our podcast. So if you, if you've enjoyed this conversation on stage with us, cause we, we really just speak from <laughs> who we are and it gets a little crazy. We have our podcast every week. We're going to continue that. I think past the parenting series and hopefully dive into, uh, some more parenting questions. So if you have any, we've loved them. They've been amazing, but we answered very specific questions from just from you people like from people here at our church and i've talked to them later like hey that was my question and uh very specific kind of nuts and bolts but on sunday we wanted to just drive ourselves to the word of god and say uh, what is it that god can do of a healing nature and so the whole idea has been resilience Really, we started in Colossians. We're going to go there right now. But there's just two things today. There, there are two things that God put on your heart. And I want for us to grab as a church, this resilience in parenting comes down to either a failure of nerve, if we don't get it right, or a, a failure of heart. Two ways that we could not have resilience. Like we're trying to do what Paul said, which is don't stop, don't quit, keep going. And he put it in athletic terms, run the race like a prize fighter, like strive, keep going. It's a, I call it a rah-rah. It's like this rah-rah from Paul don't stop. It's resilience is what we're after. The two things that could hurt us or stop us from being resilient are failure of nerve, 
failure of heart. And the first one, this failure of nerve, you looked at a group, you know, thousand pastors in an auditorium, Jen, and you said, I'm not worried about that one for for you guys. And and you kind of just went straight to failure of heart, but not today because this is a little bit different. We're not just talking about leadership. We're specifically talking about resilience and parenting. And dear friends, like I am worried about um, failure of nerve because I see failure of nerve and being very honest and transparent. I've had failure of nerve at times where I've had to go back. I believe failure of nerve is when we cave as a parent, as a spouse on what the word of God says. And we start to say, well, you know, it's, it's hard to, that's an ideal we're shooting for it, but you know, and this idea of failure of nerve, I think is something that on, yeah, on Mother's Day, because we're, we would be blessed today to truly come to a place and say, man, I've had some failure of nerve, and I need to get back at that. Failure of nerve is when we simply look at our kids and say, hey, uh, you, the, the world says you can choose your sexual identity. You can do that. That's failure of nerve. When the world says, yeah, you know, you, you can have that device in your hand and we're going to give it to you in fourth, fifth grade. You can just be in your bedroom with the door shut and we're going to hope it all works out okay. It's failure of nerve. And I, I've said many times, I don't want to be a part of truth being put on the end of a stick and swung at people. That's a weapon, okay? But failure of nerve is something that I, I think on a Mother's Day, we just need to have like a gut check moment and say, are there spirit of the living God? We just sang to the spirit. Maybe invite the spirit in right now and say, have I had failure of nerve you in know, an area? We, we're, we're honest with you when we say, oh, I think we started this series and we've said it the whole way through that we're not perfect parents and we know you're not perfect parents. And when I was writing this sermon, that failure of nerve did stick to me in this way. There are seasons, and I think if you're a leader, Again, if you're not a parent in here, this applies to you. Failure of nerve can be shrinking away from responsibilities or the, or the calling God has in your life. When I was speaking to a room of pastors, a lot of times pastors grow weary in the battle. That's why I think Paul puts that in there over and over again. Don't grow weary. Don't give up. Don't quit the race. And I think it's the same in parenting. We've got to step back in the game. And I, myself, I have this tendency, and if, if any of you know me well, I'm a bit of an ostrich, and I like to bury my head in the sand. When tough times come, I like to find a hole and stick my head in it. <laughs> and to be honest with you, that's one of my, my parenting fails is I'll come home from a hard day or if there's hard things happening, whether that be in the church work or in our family or our, we have aging parents and that's been really difficult. Um, I like to lay in my bed and stare at the wall. Anybody like to play the lay in the bed, stare at the wall game? Okay. I've got some co-parents in this room. Okay. Um, but that, I, I'm, So let me admonish that a little bit for myself. I'll admonish myself. There's a scripture at the end of Hebrews 10 that talks about not being one who shrinks back. If you you go to Hebrews 11, for those of you who know scripture and if you don't, there's a whole chapter in Hebrews 11 about the heroes of faith. The people like Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And they they stayed on the, the path that God called them to, not perfectly, They were all very fallible, but they stayed faithful to the call that God had for them, whatever that was and whatever that is in your life, that that I I desire desperately to be on that hall of faith when I get to heaven. I want to be on that hall of faith that said it was tough, but she stuck with it. But if you flip over to Hebrews 10, right before that whole hall of faith, 
there's a little verse at the end of Hebrews 10 that talks about not being one who shrinks back. That it, it actually, actually says, Jennifer, oh, you got but, it here? but any righteous one shall live by faith. But if he shrinks back, God says, my soul has no pr- pleasure in him. I think failure of nerve is the shrink back. It is. It's a book when I want to write when, one day. When you but, pull back yes. from that moment, yes. right, of standing on the word of God. And as we look at the people in the, the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, these are people whose lives are in total shambles, right? But one thing that they did that God accredited to righteousness as them is they, they did not shrink back from what was truth. And as I look at our culture where we're raising kids today and, and sometimes, you know, I, we, we, we get to raise our kids in a wonderful country and we get a, we have the religious liberty to tell them what we believe about the word of God. But I think that Every culture is just one generation away from children not knowing. And if I have a fear, right, about how are we going to be resilient? Are we going to stand at the end of our time with parents and say, we did it, we finished. My fear is that we're, we're going to have failure of nerve on important topics that are in the Word of God. And, and not even just on, on not saying the, the hard things, it's, it's not parenting at all. It's, 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 it's literally being numb from this difficult life. I think that we're in a really weird season in the world where uh, we're all numb. We're parenting numb. You can't be numb as a parent. You got to check your pulse. You got to check your pulse. You got to wake up. You got to rise up. You got to wake up, O sleeper, and dive back in. Our call to you today as we end this parenting series is to, is to put back on what God has called you to. Put on the new self that he called you to, and that's going to be hard. I'm talking to me right now. My kids can, t- don't ask them today. Please don't go ahead and ask them. But, but this is. We don't. just had a family trip. It, it, yeah, things, it was, things were sad. It was I hard. mean, it was. I have really rough moments, but I'm, I think I said it in the first sermon when we talked together on this subject, is that we fall forward every day, and we want to encourage you as parents. And those of you who are not faith followers, there's no other answer to parenting but the word of God. I have nothing for you. I have nothing for you outside of a relationship with Jesus and the word of God. There's nothing. There's not an answer. And that drives us to just two things today, but they hold up this idea of resilience in your life. If you want to be resilient, failure of nerve is one pitfall. Here's the other pitfall. It's not failure of nerve. It's failure of heart. And there's a big difference. Some of us, we've stood on truth but then we stopped fighting the, the love battle. Being, we become discouraged or we become brittle, brittle. We become cynical. We become, here. the word that we use with this one is we become disconnected. And we've stood up for what's true and we've said what's right. But then we stopped fighting with love. We're always ready to fight with truth, but we've stopped fighting for relationships with with love, and I, I would really want to set up. I would like let me set up because I've got a, a kind of like this love, this passion for a ministry in our church that I have nothing to do with. I'm not a part of it. It's called Mom to Mom. Mom to Mom happens on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And it's, I heard a whoop whoop. Yeah, I heard a whoop whoop. I need a couple more whoop whoops. <laughs> There they are. Here's you know, my girls. I normally show up to see if there's snacks left at the end. That's, what, that's, that's my participation. 
But here, well, the reason I love this is it's straight from the Word of God. Titus chapter 2 says uh, that the older women should teach the younger women, and I want it to be a thriving ministry in our church. So when we start back in the fall, I want to invite, invite everyone Yeah, we're out. on pause right now, so sorry. It's really great. You should come in September. <laughs> yeah. But here's what happened, though. Jennifer uh, wanted to lead the girls, all the girls, through a section of Scripture. And Jennifer, you yeah. taught children's ministry for years, right, and always taught kids with motions. And I taught mem- I, I have a passion for memorizing scripture. I think that mm-hmm. I think there there may come a time where you need to know it. I think there's a lot of times. I actually last night I was quoting scripture. I was driving home from the airport. We flew in at 11:30 p.m. last night. Yes, we're barely here. <laughs> but uh, we flew in from his father's funeral and a police car raced past me. He was in front of me with half of our family and I and Mallory and Riley were way in front of us and I was the last one coming in and I saw a police car running by. You know, I immediately thought to myself, wouldn't it be just like the enemy to wipe out half of our family today? I know that's morbid and I don't need to go there, but just the the reality of that kind of thing, talking about tragedy last week, and I just began to draw from the scripture that God has allowed me through teaching children, but also teaching moms and myself to memorize the word of God because there are moments where you just have nothing else to say and thank thank the Lord I've got some of that scripture and I want to to challenge you as moms and dads and children and youth to get the word of God in you in a way that it cannot leave you and if you don't have a Bible in front of you for some reason wherever you may be but that you can draw from some scripture that's why I'm passionate about it and some of my mom to mom actually going to invite them we're going to stand up for this part Uh, you don't you can stand you're gonna be my microphone stand uh, my mom to mom, I warned them about this because the, stand up, girls. If you're mom to mom, girl, stand up. Katie, I know you're in here. You were just up here with all of your children. Where is she? We got some mom to moms. There's Jen. Okay. I love them. Oh, oh, I got some more. Okay. Yes, yes, Jen's here. So I, th- I like. Well, let me just preface this. Jen, I can. I was oh, like, okay. you're really gonna make. You're gonna have the well, girls stand up. She's like, I am. Well, I here's am. The deal. All year long, we've been learning Colossians. We said we're going to end in Colossians 3, where we started. Um, This is one of my favorite passages, and I learned it in a season when I was really struggling with ministry and leading, and I I memorized it deeply so that I could play it in my head when I'm up in the middle of the night because I'm 46. And that's all I need to say about that. I'm 46, and I'm up at 3 a.m., and this is one of those. And I have challenged my mom to mom. So if you come to mom to mom, I'm going to keep doing this next year, girls. We're going to continue it because I think it's important. Because I think you know it now really well. Well, we know this one. We're going to learn a new one. But we learn scripture every week, and I teach them with motions. And i got to tell you, they're a tough crowd. They make fun of me a little bit. They laugh at me a little bit, but we're going to do it. So what we're going to do for you is the the passage that we want to talk to you about today, and it's Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Oh, my mic. Okay. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Dana, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. And above all, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Give it up for my girls. (laughs) Thank you. I was worried that none of them were going to be in this service because a lot of you were in the first service, so thank you. But the reason I would say that that's important to me, that passage and learning that and storing that in there, 
that, that is a scripture that talks about putting on clothes. We love to dress. I love clothes. I do. It's a problem. I have a problem. I love clothes. I love shoes. I love all the things. And I love to dress my kids in clothes. I think it's fun. But I have to tell you, the thing that I think that we have to remind ourselves more is that we've got to put on the more important things. You know, that scripture talks about putting on clothes. It's the Jesus clothes. You want to know how to be resilient parents? Teach your kids how to clothe themselves in righteousness. Teach yourselves first. I think you learn it along the way. Teach yourselves how to put on the clothes of righteousness. And if you've stepped out of the game and you've been a parent that's not parenting faithfully in the word of God, today is a great day to step back in. Teach them to put on compassion. I have a great quote that I love from Gentle and Lowly. It's an amazing book by Dane Ortland. But it says, if compassion clothed himself and began to walk around, what would he look like? It would be Jesus. We don't have to wonder what compassionate hearts Kindness, the kind of kindness that you need to teach yourself and to teach your family, it's the kind of kindness that leads people to repentance. Humility, the kind of humility that that scripture talks about, it's the humility that Jesus taught us in Philippians 2 where he laid down his rights, became a bond servant, and served others, not himself. Passages like that, when we know them and we draw from them, it leads us closer to Jesus, and it leads us and our families closer to Christ. The rest of that scripture, girls, I didn't teach you all this. We stopped right there. But it goes on to say, and let, let, the, let the, let put it up there. I just lost it. Dana usually prompts me. <laughs> and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed we were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And when you know that, everything that you do, word, deed, dwelling richly in the word of God, I believe that is the only way we can parent. This resilience... These two pitfalls, failure of nerve, failure of heart, it connects at that verse right there because I, th I think sometimes we, uh, when it gets hard, we lose heart. Yeah. And the only way I know how to get heart back is the Word of God in my life. My wife and I, we, we did just fly in from Indianapolis last night. We took the kids and went to my father's funeral, and we were standing there with my, my mom, Jama, and uh, the you boys. You have lots of moms. You have my mom. You call my mom, mom. Karen's mom. You call your mom, mom, mom. Linda, mom. And your stepmom, mom. She's watching my, <laughs> she's watching my other brother's service, second service. She lives in Colorado. She, she goes to church three times on Sunday. She'll watch Generations, and then she watches Jimmy in Tennessee, and then they go to their church in Fort Collins. But that's what a friend of mine came up and talked to me about this week. Paul, Paul Peterson. We were friends in high school. And Paul comes up to me right before the funeral started on Friday. And he said, hey, Johnny, like, how do your parents, like, how, how does this happen? So there's four boys in high school at once. And Julie, my sister, who lived with my mom in Colorado. You'll, this is just our story. We, we, don't have, we don't have your story. We have our story of God's faithfulness. But it, it connects to this resilience thing. Paul walks up. Paul Peter says, how does this family happen? Because we were, they called it in the 90s, we were a broken family. Well, I, I come from a broken family. It's hard to even say that. Who wants to come from something that's broke? I come from something that's broke. God fixes broken things. 
And Paul says, how, how is my little brother Luke was a missionary in Venezuela for 10 years, preaching the gospel. And Jimmy's a pastor in Tennessee. And Julie plays bass every Sunday with, you know, at mom's church, totally involved her and her husband. Uh, they're a part of Celebrate Recovery every Tuesday night. So I got two brothers named Jimmy, like the Bob Newhart show that was popular in the 90s. My, I'm Daryl. There brother, are five people in this Larry audience that Darryl, knows the Darryl. Bob Newhart show. <laughs> I was like, my, I'm Johnny. This is my brother Jimmy, my other brother Jimmy. It's a fun joke. I wore, I wore that joke out. They love it. They love it. Not really. But my other brother, Jimmy, he's part of his church, local church. And when we got together at the funeral, and we're standing around, he's talking about men's ministry and helping out. He's talking about mentoring their youth pastor and the trip they just got back from and going back to Kenya. He can't wait to go back to Kenya. And we stood there with my mom, all these kids who love Jesus that came from a broken home. And Paul says, how does that happen? Like, how does that happen that you guys, because I tell you, no one was asking my mom and dad to do a parenting seminar when us four boys were in high school at one time. Right? They were like, hey, we're going to go to the Scots. And everyone was like, eh, maybe you should be home by like 830. Right? That's, that's a little crazy over there. Here's, the, here's, how, here's how it happens. Paul, grace, the grace of Jesus. The grace of Jesus is how it happens. The gospel that Jesus can make broken things work. And there, and Mother's Day, love Mother's Day. It's also a hard day. Mother's Day is a hard day. Because for some of you, it's the first Mother's Day. The mom's been gone. For my friend Debbie, who was like a mom to me when I was in high school, she is bearing a grandson that died on Thursday night. So another kid from drugs, another kid from drugs. And I hugged Debbie, just happened to be in town and prayed with, with, with Debbie. And then it's going to be, Mother's Day is going to be tough. I know there are, there are women that's like, well, I, we wanted to have kids or I wanted, it never happened. There are some of you today who are like, Mother's Day is tough for me because honestly, I was detached from my mom or mom wasn't what I needed mom to be. And it's just a little bit hard, but here's the deal. Grace, but Grace. Resilience is all about finishing strong. I got something that some of you need to hear today. It's not done. You're like, you don't know how messed up my deal is. It's not done. It's not over. He's not finished. He's capable. This is why this song that we've been singing, he's the same God. Because everything that he's done in the past that is awesome, he's in the business of doing right now. Well, yeah, but you know, he did that then. No, he's, he's the same God. He provided back then. He's providing now. He saved back then. He saved now. He answered prayers back then. He answers prayers now. We come together corporately as a church, and we open the Word of God, and we go to the book of Colossians, and we read about God's goodness and adornment, adorning ourselves with who Jesus Christ is, is the pathway to resilience to making it in our family situation, whatever your story is. Have you failed at having nerve? Okay, okay. He's got grace for you today. I mean, if, if you're alive, you've probably failed in some area of nerve. He's got grace in that space. Have you failed in heart? You said what was true to your kids, but then you were mean about it. <laughs> and you've just disengaged you stopped adorning yourself. And the reason I'm so proud that when our ladies get together, they're memorizing the Word of God is good's going to come from that. 
Because if you're wearing Christ and crisis hits and you've got to engage your heart in something that's hard to engage your heart in, you go back to the Word of God. What are you wearing? So we have an invitation today. Well, we do. And I, I just want, I think I said this in first service and I wanted to repeat it here because I want to say to the mom in the room that maybe you, we, we, when you see someone speaking up here and there's a lot of scripture flowing and you think we got it all together, I think that you've got to remember we don't. And we just fall forward every day and we keep trying. And so if you've not been doing it in your home, you've not been parenting, you've not been the mom that you want to be, step up with me today because I do it every day. I wake up every morning and I just take a new step. If you're a dad who hasn't opened the Bible with your family, can I invite you to do that? You know, my boys, I think their faithfulness doesn't really come from the fact that I was a great mom. I think it comes because their dad talks to them about the word of God all the time. And when we open the Bible, it, it changes our family. If it changes our family, it's not just the pastor's family that needs to be the ones declaring the gospel in this community. We are asking you to come with us, join us as parents in Trinity, who are parents who raise families who are faithful in the good and in the hard. Parents who raise families in the word of God, that they know it in such a way that they just have to live it out loud. Not perfectly, but trying, falling forward. I want to invite you as young and old parents. It's never too late. It's never too soon. Young, a young, our young kids, it's never too soon to start memorizing scripture. And I'll come to your house and teach it to you if you want me to. <laughs> I've got motions You're for a long. You're scaring kids. That was creepy. But I'm being serious. I you know. want to know about the faithfulness of your dad? It's because our parents took time to be Amen. faithful along the way. They weren't Amen. perfect. They were fallible. They messed up all the time. And we've forgiven them for those things. But they fell forward and they tried and tried and tried again. And we're here today as pastors leading you. We think we need to speak about this to you because sometimes you just don't know what to do. And I think the first thing that you do today is you come forward as a family and say, you know, who we want to be is not who we've been. Who I want to be tomorrow is not who I was yesterday or today or this morning on the way here. I'm so sorry, kids. I have to apologize to Mariella sitting right there. I have to apologize to that kid all the time. To Mariano, to Aiden, to Finley. I have to apologize all the time because we are not good at this on our own. But when we talk about clothing ourselves in God's word and in his goodness, that's what changes who we are so that we can stand up here today and talk to you about parenting. That's why we're here. That's what we're here for. <laughs>